Get the old chimney sweeper Make sure the chimney is clear Time to get humming Santa is coming I love this time of the year Welcome to Molly and Pete Save Christmas. I'm Molly. I'm Pete. And we're going to talk about a real snoozer today of a Christmas movie. I liked it. You did? Uh Uh-huh. I'm really honing in on the kind of Christmas movies I like and don't like. And I don't like Princess. Mm Mm-hmm. There's certain actors I won't, I don't like, so I, I won't like watch those. Sweeten. I don't like anybody fam, family tie. I'm not family ties. <laughs> full house. <laughs> I don't like it to be full house related. Did we figure out when the Facts of Life one is on next week? Maybe. Yeah, gotta, I don't think we looked it up. I've got to remember that one. I don't like the sappy ones, and I know people will say they're all <laughs> yeah, sappy. They're all sappy. But some are sappier than others. Yeah. I like when it's. I don't know. I can't. I can't totally describe it. There's just a feeling that I get, and the sad sack ones, I'm not. I'm not as into. This one was called Christmas Under the Stars. Yep. And it was written by the maintenance man from Chicago. He was a high school maintenance man. Mm-hmm. He was like, I was reading about him. He was like an alcoholic and a drug addict. Right. He wanted to be a writer, but his life was derailed. And um, so he wrote this book. And like a year after getting fired from his job, he signed the deal with Hallmark to make this book into yeah. a movie. Goals. <sighs> yeah. So we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Yeah. I think our book, our story, would based on if this is what this is what gets you a deal with Hallmark, mm-hmm. ours would be too good. We'd have to hit the festival circuit <laughs> of Hallmark movies. <laughs> Is that a thing? Do a bunch of dunk, junkets? Hallmark movie junkets? I think all we would have is that a reporter from the Chicago Tower would come out and interview us. Chicago Town or Tower? It was Chicago Tower. Okay, we'll get to that. <laughs> but first, I, we, I, I feel we should, and people have been waiting <laughs> to hear about if we were chosen as Orange Theory <laughs> Fitness Edgewater Ambassadors. <laughs> we were. <laughs> Because we were the only people like doing it. The only dummies contributing. And then we were like on the Monday when they were going to announce it, we were both like, I hope we don't get it. We don't have to do this. I know. I was like so done with the tryout. We did it. And it was fun. I think yeah. we did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, I don't know. Maybe I even said this last week, but it's like motivated me to do a better job on my own Instagram. So. Yeah. So there's that, and it was fun. We really weren't sure what the dates were we were supposed to do it. Like, one thing said the 17th, and one thing said the 15th, and I sent them something on Friday night, and they never posted it, so we just guessed, like, Assume I think that. we're done. They're, <laughs> I think they're, they're done with us. They're done with us. <laughs> yeah. Well, the whole thing was kind of, from the beginning, it was fraught with peril, because <laughs> they were going to choose somebody on... I thought they would choose somebody on Sunday and then we'd start the week, but nobody ever heard from them until yeah. like Monday night. Yeah. So then we assumed that we would start on Tuesday as the ambassador. So we, we really just only did it from like Tuesday to Friday. Yeah. It was fine. That definitely was enough. We also like, I think we overwhelmed them with the story. Like we posted complicated stories and there were like multi parts that had to be posted in a certain order. And like, we didn't have access to the Instagram account. We DM'd them yeah. the stories. And so we learned like, don't make it too complicated. Cause I mean, what do you expect? Like it's easy to like mix things. Oh yeah. Yeah. Up, so. <laughs> so I know. Cause yeah, I think on the Tuesday, the fir- the very first day, 
I had sent them a really complicated series, but then yeah. I sent them the wrong, multiple complicated. Series. I, sent, I yeah. sent them the wrong way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At first, they, yeah, and they couldn't. I had to show you how to send them. <laughs> I didn't, yeah, I didn't send them properly, so they couldn't put them up. And I was like, I was getting angry that they weren't up, and then I realized. I had sent them the wrong way. So then you, I sent them to you and you sent them the right way. The right way. But then that was confusing because I was sending mine and yours and all got like mixed together. Yeah. So then I'm like, I was coming home from work. It was like on the train. I'm like, oh, they posted them and they posted them in really garbled order that didn't make sense because uh-huh. it, it was like, it's so dumb and complicated the way <laughs> I had it done that they didn't want to waste the time of putting them in the correct order. Um, that I was like, I am done. <laughs> I am done with this ambassadorship. If they can't put my my dumb stories in the right order, I'm going to quit. Then I went to bed and I woke mm-hmm. up cooler heads. Prevailed. I was like, this is not, shouldn't be this stressful. <laughs> I, this was like also, I was listening to, you were like at work and um, I was texting you and you were saying how like they, that you were done with it because they hadn't <laughs> done it right or, or couldn't, they hadn't, they couldn't, you couldn't figure out how to send them correctly or whatever yeah. anyway. And um, I was listening to your show and you guys are doing a thing where um, you're choosing, you're doing like a March Madness style bracket and you're choosing the best, Chica- what the best, best Chicago, Chicago movie. movie. It's just, you know, it's just like a fun interactive thing. Cause like the first couple of rounds, the W Jean staff is picking and they're like, they've gotten really yeah, into it. Everybody's really into it. And then you're going to have listeners vote and you're gonna have like people come on and, and mm-hmm. advocate for certain movies. And anyway, so I like you're in, you were incensed about the orange thing. And I was incensed about the choices that you and Justin <laughs> have made for the movies and I mean, really, when it comes down to it, it's like a like when we watch the U.S. Open and we get really involved in the early round matches, but they have nothing to do with the end because those people lose anyway. Right, and it ends up being right. the same four mm-hmm. people you expect no matter what. So it always comes down to the same people, no matter what happens in the early rounds. And um, so that's I mean, you know, it's going to come down to Blues Brothers and Ferris, the Fugitive and the Ferris fugitive, Bueller. Essentially, I think those are. Mm-hmm. But just like some of the choices, so you, you guys were really hung up on if it was filmed in Chicago that's a Chicago movie if it was not filmed in Chicago but even if it was about Chicago you felt weird putting it on and I was like I don't think it matters where it's filmed it has to if it's about Chicago mm-hmm. set in Chicago and has a chic like it's representing Chicago and has that like counts. the feeling of Chicago sure. so the one that really pushed me over to the edge that when Harry Met Sally was in there and I think of that as such an iconic New York movie I was it so is. mad like like my cheeks get red my neck gets red like my blood i can feel like my blood pressure rising i'm like grinding my back teeth like i'm just so angry that that's in there that that you guys chose that and then there were some that were left out like 16 candles and breakfast club and return to me and Mm -hmm. so i I was taking while you were taking the orange thing (laughs) orange theory thing too seriously i was taking the movie challenge too seriously uh no i think the movie thing needs to be taken seriously and there yeah there were some glaring omissions the planes trains and automobiles was omitted yeah so uh, yeah there are some classic john hughes type movies Mm -hmm. that were omitted you know uncle buck made it yeah some other ones but yeah looking back if we had to reseed the 64 movies um, we would have included return to me yeah Um, well and like home alone's like a fourth seed and it should be a first seed and 16 candles i say is probably the most glaring omission in that i could see that 
going past the other thing i, the, I uh, like the other thing you guys have brought up is like there's like 16 candles like the cusacks are in that and you know like i feel like that makes it iconic chicago too when there's like actors that are known that are like chicago actors that are a big part of it where it's just you just feel like it's part of the chicago like scene right because uh, yeah at, when we were Going through the '64, I was I was getting way deep in the weeds into look at looking at you know the production notes because Christmas Vacation, you know, obviously a very Chicago film. Mm-hmm. Chevy Chase is wearing a Bears hat. You mm-hmm. know, it's supposedly the they go to Marshall Field, Chicago suburbs, but you know, it turns out it wasn't filmed. It was filmed in Colorado yeah. and such. And well, it's, which you know, it's weird. Like when they go and get that tree, where are they driving? Yeah, like, look, yeah. I think there's mountains. You yeah. can see mountains. Yeah, which um, I'm fine. That doesn't bother me. I'm mm-hmm. fine with that. But that was the big hang-up on so many things. And like, but it, it though, did make the. It still made the list, it and it's did. still going to go very far. Yeah, but it was a controversial pick. And yeah. uh, and then like Batman made the list, and even though that's filmed here, I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a Chicago movie, though. I mean, yeah. Lower Wacker is the scenery is obviously yeah. terrific Chicago, yeah. but it's Batman, it's Gotham. You know, yeah. it's, it's I have a hard time with Batman. You guys are talking about like people who are younger at, at WGN who don't know some of the movies, which that a, to begin with, I'm like that's a lame excuse. I yeah. Feel. You should still know movies, but like it do something, does something hold up? Like, you know, we still watch uncle buck. We, you still watch home alone yeah. every year. Are people still watching the untouchables every year? I don't know if the untouchables came on my television right now. I would not watch it. No, but you'd watch home alone. I would, heck yeah. Yeah. So I feel like part of being like an iconic kind of movie is, is it something you'll always Watch Like, oh, I knew that Untouchables was filmed at the train station that, you know, there's like a scene. I don't even know if I've ever seen the Untouchables, but I know where things were filmed mm-hmm. and the look of it. And so, I mean, I think that's important. To be honest, there's... Is it age? Is it timeless? I don't know no. if there are any movie. If the Blues Brothers came on, I probably wouldn't watch that. If the Fugitive came, I wouldn't watch that. That's me. Personally, yeah. I would not... Oh, hey, I'm just flipping the channels <laughs> like an old person of seeing what's on CBS. Oh, here's the Friday night <laughs> The last night 20 movie. minutes of The Fugitive. Yeah, I'm going to watch that. Anyway, so there's a lot of um, aspects to consider yeah. in this. It really has been great because, yeah, we gave the brackets out to the, the WGN staff there are salespeople that I haven't seen in two years that I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you still work here? Coming in with their bracket and telling us like family history about their favorite movie and why this movie is important to them. And yeah. it was just really fun to have like everybody. We're going through a sale right now. Things are, <laughs> <laughs> things are a little weird at the radio station. So it was nice to like have. Like it brought everyone together. Br- yeah. It was yeah. like something fun. It was like a morale yeah. booster. Yeah. I'm still, th- as you're like. I'm listening to you, but I'm also thinking like about fe- still thinking about my feelings about these choices. That <laughs> and and for the most part, as we whittle these things down, we ta- we're tallying the votes, and we get to the final sixteen. You'll be happy with the final sixteen; they're all worthy of yeah the best Chicago, yeah. the prototypical Chicago. I think movie. I also hate the Blues Brothers, and so anytime it's just brought up, I'm just like, well, it's just like such an eye roll to me, so I think it deserves to be there, but just yeah. just like the the existence of it is annoying to me. 
I know the, my, like belovedness of it is annoying to me. My goal was like if Blues Brothers won to try to get Dan Aykroyd to come on. If you'll let him talk about tequila, he would. Because <laughs> yeah, he's been exactly. I've been around with Bill and Wendy before, yeah. I think. Like yeah, yeah, he's been on yeah. shows. So I mean he's available, but yeah, it's if like, you yeah. trick him into it, <laughs> yeah. he'll do it. <laughs> we can talk about your uh your the new Blues Brothers band, I'm sure that he's in. But I would say Blues Brothers and Ferris Bueller were probably the two that I think won nearly every yeah. single bracket Nick DiGilio who does the overnights at WGN he do, he doesn't like Blues Brothers and he hates Ferris Bueller they, oh they I love his, Ferris uh, Bueller so. he's a bit of a iconoclast I would say I love Ferris Bueller and I would vote for that to win overall just because did it's you get like a bracket a, no oh yeah because you're angry I don't want to get you angry about having to fill it out when, when you see no, when Harry met Sally no nobody gave me a bracket <laughs> but I said that you could you could probably be one of the 16 to advocate for something Although now that you're bad talking. No, I already told you I'd advocate in the movies that I would advocate for. There's a lot that I would advocate for. But then again, I'm like, why are you guys like spending, wasting like the energy on having people advocate for something that's not going to win anyway? Well, we don't know. We're only having people advocate for the final 16. But like my best friend's wedding is not going to win the whole thing, even if it's in the top 16. Who's to say? (laughs) If the person that's speaking about that movie is a like really can convince that because the the wgn listeners are going to be the uh <laughs> the ones that are vote, voting and you know the wgn listeners are on the pulse I, of what's good i already said i come on and advocate for it i'm i'm podcast star molly green <laughs> we are on december 14th we are emceeing a gingerbread house competition our friend kirsten who works at the shelter that we get our foster animals from um she runs a program that's not a rescue but it helps get animals out of that shelter um, and works with other rescues and that organization is hosting a gingerbread house decorating competition and so people from different rescues are going to decorate the gingerbread houses Mm -hmm. and then it's there's judging on you know the winner and we are emceeing this event <laughs> as po- christmas movie podcast stars <laughs> know, so there will be, yeah so there'll be like tickets available and so we'll next post stop those. home yeah next stop home is the organization and it's it'll be in chicago well so we'll we'll sh- i've already shared it on my facebook page but we'll share it on social media too so. so we're not judges we're just no no i think hosts. people vote i think there's voting i don't know i guess we should I'm not sure of that part of it. No, we're just like, we just... We walk through. <laughs> and look. Exactly. I'm getting nervous now. We do some talking. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I've come up with a... Kirsten asked for a playlist. Yeah. I promise I won't. I'll, I'm not going to put any depressing Christmas songs on there. Oh, as I, I think like we're I like want to. Elliot Brombach. That, is that his name? The guy from Chicago's Best, or yeah, whatever. who does yeah. a lot of like stuff with One Tail, yeah. and when we when we went was to he you, unavailable? <laughs> he seems like the guy. The they couldn't. That. Next up is like a step below One Tail. They couldn't get him, so they had to settle for us. Oh. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, he's like the guy who when we went to the Pet Mayor, mm-hmm. um, he was the MC for that. So that we're doing the Elliot's role for this. <laughs> We can handle it. Yeah, no, it'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. December 14th. Elastic events. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's not. Or a- Elastic Arts. So <laughs> we also, um, yesterday we went to the Shed Aquarium and did the penguin experience, which you can do different. Like we've done the the beluga whales before. So my aunt was in town and my mom, this was one thing she wanted to do. And so we got to meet a penguin and I really wasn't sure what to expect. Like I didn't know if we were like in, I didn't expect it to be like in the enclosed, like they're 
habitat but like maybe like just behind the scenes of that somehow or something but no you just like go into a room in like the basement and they bring a penguin yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm fake astroturf or astroturf i guess um the penguin like someone was asking me like what did the penguin do and i'm like she was just really cute yeah she was she yeah she just kind of waddled around yeah she had like a lot of personality and she was super cute and friendly and just seems like happy and yeah we've done this before when we went to the beluga whale experience where you get to touch a whale that was mm-hmm. exciting and they bring you like they bring you into this office feel that or the shed aquarium has a very like specific look and you go into this weird office that looks like super dated yeah you know it's like kind of weird faux fancy it kind of feels like i feel like i've been in hotels that have lobbies that look like that. yeah that's kind of what it looks like a faux fancy hotel lobby <laughs> yeah, with yeah. a huge picture of john g shed yeah it doesn't fit the rest of the building at all it's strange or kind of looks like you're in a room in a dollhouse like a like a victorian yeah, dollhouse yeah, or yeah, something's yeah. odd so it was uh, me you your mom and your aunt Kay, mm-hmm. and then another family like a 16 year old kid his older brother and their mm-hmm. mom they're celebrating a birthday and then like a couple from detroit that were yeah. on our, their anniversary yeah. anniversary weekend in chicago so it's a, it's a pretty small group mm-hmm. out comes herb oh herb <laughs> herb was familiar like maybe he he was our guide for the beluga thing maybe too. i don't was. know like herb was full of dad jokes <laughs> and if just picture a herb <laughs> just picture what a herb looks like and this guy <laughs> This guy Herb who's worked at the Shed Aquarium forever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just a lot of dad jokes about penguins and not even just about just penguins. a lot anything. of talking. Like, let's yeah. just get to... Can we just get to the penguin already? It's funny because he... he we go out of this fancy faux fancy room and we walk to the area and Herb holds up a penguin sign. Like these people, <laughs> hey, these people are going to the penguin. You know, do you notice that? Yeah. So don't stop. Uh, everybody behind me is going to see this penguin uh, e- experience. Uh, so we get down to the, the area. We put on our little boots uh-huh. um, and then we go into this the room where we they're going to bring the penguin in and yeah, Herb is, you know, selling us all his dad jokes and we, we kind of sit around um, and then they bring in the trainer and she talks a little bit about like what's going to happen. Yeah. And, you know, what you can do, what, what you can't do. What you do. can't do. What, yeah. You know, the penguins poop a lot. So, you know, be careful about, uh-huh. you know, what the penguin's back is facing you, you know, kind of turn away. Um, just kind of, yeah, what to expect yeah. when they bring the penguin out. And, yeah. And they brought the penguin out and yeah, the penguin Esmeralda, mm-hmm. a 24 year old yeah. penguin was like super cute and super personable. Like she would like waddle up to you and just kind of stare at you. You had like a red shirt on and she was really staring at you and um while all this was happening i'm taking some you know i'm taking photos yeah You're me taking too photos and it's 2019. Taking photos is the number one thing that happens when you're it, at things. They didn't say don't take any photos. So I was a little bit nervous about it. But then I saw you do it. I'm like, oh, it must be okay. So we. Oh, I just but, figured that they would like say no photos if you couldn't do it. Right. Again, they, it's 2019. The assumption is that photos are going to be taken. Yeah. So. so yeah, we took some photos of Esmeralda. We heard so many rules about like how we should behave and yeah. like, what the procedures yeah. would be. You think no photos yeah. would be one of the first thing. We, they showed us a video of how the penguins... It was like a video that looked like a, like a kid, like a high school kid project. <laughs> yeah. They had made the video, yeah. right? It was a re- really weird 80s song, kind of. That didn't like fit it and like weird visual effects. I was like, and half the room, is fa- the, their back <laughs> is facing the TV. So we kind of all had to like turn <laughs> awkwardly. around awkwardly and look up at this video. 
and I was like, when is this thing going to end? Like my, my neck is so sore turning around. So we get through the thing and yeah, it was, it was great. The trainer, I really like the trainer, but Herb and the trainer, they both like, you know, they, they ask lots of questions like who, who does anybody know like has anybody met a penguin before is anybody you know, like all these and they're like questions that seem to be kind of geared towards children and yeah. it's like this room of adults and nobody yeah. wants to like we just want to see the penguin <laughs> adjust to the uh the lesson <laughs> yeah you know yeah. for the audience because yeah they would say they're like uh that there's two kind of penguins here the magellanic or whatever yeah. it was and the rock back or whatever <laughs> rock and, hopper uh, and then when the trainer comes in she's like okay we're gonna we have two kinds of penguins here at the, the Med- and Do you know what kind they are? And like nobody wants to say anything. <laughs> like we just heard the answer. <laughs> but I was embarrassed to raise my hand, and some and guy like, was you like, "Guys did." I'm like, oh wow, where did you find that? Like, wow, you know a lot about penguins. She's like looking at you, like really intently. So then, yeah, so then it's it's really fun, and so we're we're wrapping up. Uh, they're about to bring the penguin away. Or take the penguin away, and one of the, the guy from Detroit like whips out his phone, yeah, because nobody else was taking photos yeah. except you and I, yeah. And he takes out his phone. It was going to take like one photo of the yeah. penguin as they as they were taking the penguin away. And Herb comes in, he's got but no photos, no photos. You know, she's a bit of a diva, and I was like. Herb, I, were you not just here for the last half hour? hour? We were, we were. Taking, I was. I was like a professional photographer. I was kneeling. I don't know. I was like. I felt bad for the guy. I was like, yeah. he got reprimanded. Like, how did we get away with it? Yeah. At some point, I was thinking, you know what? I'm gonna like. I'm gonna reach out to this guy after this is done and say, hey, that was. We wasn't Herb a little weird about the yeah. photo thing? You know, if, if you know if you, there's any photos that you want of the penguin that I took, you know. And I just said, ah, forget it. <laughs> forget it. <laughs> but so, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, so, yeah, so this is the maintenance worker had written this book. This book was adapted into this movie, Christmas Under the Stars. And it's set in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we, you know, we see the Chicago shots. And, you know, throughout the movie, you see, like, oh, the, here's, like, the downtown and the L going by. Yeah. and So, it takes place in, like, a Christmas tree lot that's, like, in the in the middle of, like, skyscraper, like, some random empty lot, which that could, could yeah. be. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, a parking lot or just, you know, something mm-hmm. that in the middle of buildings. The background is, like, the Willis Tower is, like, yeah. in the background. Clark Peters is the Christmas tree light owner. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, we know Clark Peters from, like, The Wire, Wire and Treme. He's a great actor. Love that guy. yeah. So, kind of surprising to see him in this, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, so he's pulling up to the lot. He's got, like, a tra- he's got an old pickup truck and a trailer that he, you know, like, when a Christmas tree lot, there's always, like, the person who mans it mm-hmm. is stays in a trailer on the lot and then we meet julie who's played by autumn reaser from you know from the oc yeah. but also she's been in other hallmark movies she was too. in entourage as well oh in entourage which actually like so jesse medcalf is the guy and adrian grenier from entourage is in one that's coming up tonight maybe or next week something anyway that'll that, be one that we'll watch so well it's a, it's the godwink christmas right isn't that the one he's in Godwin Christmas. Oh, it is? No, 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 no. It's not. It's the Graceland. Oh, one. Christmas in Graceland. That's right. Yeah. There's a couple of sequels yeah. this year, yeah. and Christmas at Graceland, Adrian Grenier's in it. So last night we watched 
the first the Godwink Christmas one that was from last year. Mm-hmm. And whenever they have these, sometimes they have these have weird names like Godwink. I'm like, what is this? I'm like, it must be like some book that people read that I just don't know about. It's just not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's not <laughs> books that you buy at Walmart scene. or something. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why. That's the the image I get or mass market like where there's tons of them or yeah. something. And so that one is like Kathy Lee Gifford. And I think she's in the sequel too. It's like her her niece who's played by the girl who's in nine lives of christmas and paul campbell who's one of our favorites mm-hmm. from the ice skating one and others um they're in it and like when we we turned it on it had already started and we started watching it i'm like how do i how do i not know this one like i like all these people that are in it and then like but the very end i was like wait i remember watching this <laughs> last year <laughs> if i remember correctly god wink refer- is a religious thing. yeah like maybe that's god what it is too like god winks at you or whatever yeah something like that there's yeah. some religious overtones and like maybe it's it maybe it's a series of books that are sold at like christian bookstores yeah, yeah, or something yeah. so um i could see that being a thing yeah so my <laughs> sometimes sometimes they really make an impression on me and sometimes they're quickly <laughs> forgotten <laughs> they're quickly forgotten um like that picture perfect christmas one i feel like i'll quickly forget that yeah, one this one i'll remember one. it for not good reasons <laughs> <laughs> i can't even remember picture a perfect christmas really um so she so autumn reaser is a teacher um i feel like she she looks old and dowdy or something doesn't she maybe yeah. it's because i know her more from the oc yeah she's know. like a big helmet of hair and this there was a we were watching another one with a, a character from the oc and i'm like where do i know this guy from and you were like oh he was not summer but uh marissa's, marissa's boy, boyfriend like her first, first like, boyfriend yeah in the yeah. first season i was like oh my god this guy looks like he's 40 now and yeah. you're like yeah, yeah that oc came out in 2001 <laughs> I'm like, yeah that's true time does pass on <laughs> They don't just like stay. <laughs> um, so she's she's teaching class. There's like a girl that comes in late and she's walking down the hall talking to her, her friend who's like the vice principal or something like that. And she talks about like Matt. So there's some trouble with Matt. And I was thinking like Matt was her like city boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got like some her father's medical bills that she's paying. So was, a lot of names and things are thrown out in this one. And I was like having trouble keeping like how do all these people know each other? Mm-hmm. I was yeah, having I'm trouble bur- keeping There's also a lot of mumbling like every. There's yeah. a lot of mumbling. Like we couldn't understand things. I had to rewind some. We're gonna have to put on the captions. <laughs> you one of those people that watch with the captions. Just a lot of mumbling in this one. Um, and then we meet Nick. Of course, there's a Nick mm-hmm. um, who's played by Jesse Metcalf, and he's also been in other Hallmark movies too. And so we were watching one the other night, an older one where his hair, like he he's played sort of a similar character. He always sort of plays like these Wall Street toxic bachelor kind mm-hmm. of guys, and like wealthy whatever more interested in money than like things that are than values or something like that and and, like in the one we were the old one watching his hair was slicked back and you're like when did he become eddie munster yeah the widow's peak yeah Yeah, and like he looks exactly like eddie munster there's something creepy about him to me actually like throughout this maybe he just looked creepier when he was wearing like his corporate clothes like he would wear this like tight wool like black wool coat and these like tight sweaters and it looked like he had boobs did you notice no i didn't (laughs) it was really not flattering so i think once he kind of got a little scruffier he became cute like actual scruff like wearing like 
plaid flannel shirts he became more casual like he became cuter <laughs> yeah you feel that same well way? the and then he looks like he's like wearing a lot of makeup eddie or munster yeah he was wearing like a sport coat or a suit coat and that's what you know eddie munster also wore yeah. kind of a sport coat and yeah. suit coat or he whatever vampire so. vibes yeah. yeah yeah i don't know he cre- he creeps me out again maybe it gets better as it goes on but he just gives me creepy vibes was the first scene when he's interviewing for a condo for yeah. some reason is that yeah. a thing that like exists a co-op is that a thing that exists I feel in like chicago that's like a new york thing yeah, is that, that a chicago was, thing yeah. i don't know maybe we just maybe it exists and we just don't know it we're not around (laughs) i don't know yeah um yeah i don't think i've ever had to meet in front of a board of like four people to you know to get a condo and it was very status driven yeah you know he works for a well let us know what he does too it spelled all that out like his father is important yeah so he's an investment she had the the conversation with the vice principal that we know everything about her he had the conversation with the board we know everything about yeah and so then he goes into his boss's office and who has a view like what skyline I don't know what that? city that was it was not Chicago <laughs> no because it was like kind of small buildings and then one really tall building <laughs> yeah. that's not in Chicago <laughs> Toronto yeah. Vancouver <laughs> yeah it was not yeah I was like wait All where is he the skyline <laughs> and the skyline featured prominently in this shot and it was I don't know what city that was um, so his boss fires him because he messed up something with their most important client and this was another thing I didn't uh, couldn't tell what the boss was saying I was like what is this company's name yeah and like at some point you see the company like na- their name spelled out and I was like, oh, Finler. So I think they chose weird words and then they chose actors that can't say words. <laughs> so the combination of these two things, I'm like, I have no idea what they're saying. Um, so he gets fired for messing up some business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So we now we're back with Julian. She's at her, you know, very beige home, um, like making dinner and and for her son who is very mumbly. That's Matt. <laughs> Matt is her son. It's not her city boyfriend. And he just seems you can't figure out what's like. I'm like, is he what's wrong with him? Like he was really quiet and despondent. And I'm like, is the yeah? I'm just like, what's yeah, a little, what's going a bit on? Bit of here? sadness that. Uh hung over his head so she's sitting at the dining table with him and starts asking him like what should i do about this student that i have that always comes in late and i was like well, this is why are they having this conversation like, this is weird <laughs> seems really out of the blue <laughs> um and he says like maybe there's something going on with her that we don't know and she's like i think you're right and i just like she was really this kid was he was mumbly and he did a lot of like he would always like lift his head up like so his like his chin was up towards the ceiling to like say his to say his lines yeah. like that he just just like she really coddles him i felt well i i just thought it was weird that you know this teacher she's a science teacher and she yeah she has this a problem with the student who has shown that the student is, is an exemplary student mm-hmm. but she's been off the last few weeks and yeah. she wanted to know why shouldn't you go to another teacher an administrator a boss a parent why are you asking your like eight-year-old son for (laughs) conversation was weird (laughs) for advice and then she takes the advice uh, of the eight-year-old kid but it was yeah their relationship with matt is very much like matt does you know like matt just wants to hide matt doesn't want to do anything you know like matt was just like annoying and she just like she's just like whatever you're fine yeah (laughs) maybe i don't know her parenting style was frustrating (laughs) so nick is like figuring out what to do and there's some stuff with like he's got this porsche that he might be selling like i guess if he needs money since Mm -hmm. he he got um laid off and he lives in like a 
in like a high-rise apartment building downtown and he just parks his porsche in front of the building (laughs) yeah that works (laughs) you just pull up and (laughs) maybe maybe a valet comes to take it later in those fancy high-rise buildings and uh he's He's like, you know, looking at the porch, like, he doesn't know what to do. And then, I don't know, he's like walking somewhere and he walks by the tree lot. And yeah, Clem sees him. Clem, Clark Peters, his his name is Clem. Uh, Clem sees him walking down the street and yells at him to say, hey, you know, you're tall. You're tall. He's putting up Christmas lights. Can you come up and help me and put up the Christmas lights? And then in that 30 seconds, Clem analyzes nick that if a man is walking around the city in the middle of a day he must be unemployed right yeah okay he could be just going to lunch (laughs) he's dressed up every man works nine to five jobs does do not they never leave leave the office office. (laughs) yeah you need he needed something to do you can tell so we we watched um we tried we attempted watching let it snow which is like the teen movie on netflix and maybe maybe we're just too old i don't know or maybe it's just bad i think we're not too old i think it was just a bad movie well you're always pretty quick to judge no i'm quick to realize that it's a waste of time <laughs> yeah i, <laughs> I guess that's waste yeah you don't want to waste time and, <laughs> and our time is sacred um I could, I would barely, like, I didn't really even establish any feelings towards it yet. And you I was were, uncomfortable with how bad it was. I mean, there's like, like a DJ character who was having a party, yeah. and but he, the DJ looked like he was forty, and the and like it was else. like my parents are out of town. I'm going to throw a party. Wow, that's a really original <laughs> plot. But this is all in the first five minutes, and you were like, "All right, I'm done with this." I'm like, Let's, I'm like, like Clem. I can size him up. <laughs> Clem was right. <laughs> so Clem, was, why are we being hard on Clem? Yeah, Clem was right. He knew that <laughs> Nick needed a. A, a job and something uh, to do something a to place do, to be, something yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah so we we tried to watch let it snow and it was bad but the thing that let it snow had good going for it is that it represented a lot of different types of people in an organic way and and in a yeah. realistic it didn't way seem forced yeah just... in a way that hallmark is failing at so mm-hmm. hallmark has obviously heard people say that their movies are too homogenous white straight and that they need to change that up. But instead of organically uh, mixing things up, they have the like the white movie, the black movie. We they throw like an Asian character in as a mayor or yeah. something. Like they use we've seen this before in Hallmark movies where they use these stereotypical or they, they like just use stereotypes. So they have like the wise black character mm-hmm. is the thing. And um, there's a little bit of white hero-ness in this too. And you're just like, oh, Hallmark, you're messing this up. You're not yeah. doing it right. So Clem is like the old wise <laughs> black man yeah. in this. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they, they've got a long way. <laughs> Actually, they don't have a long way to go. It's not that hard to no. do. They're yeah. making it. They're just going yeah. about it the wrong the wrong way. So yeah. So let us know. Does it right? That's the only thing. Let us know. Does it right? We, that's what so. we, that's what we established in the three minutes that we watched. <laughs> we watched more than that. <laughs> so yeah. So Clem hires Nick and Matt and julie come to buy their tree and so we were like okay somehow matt and julie know clem this is when i was getting confused about how everybody knows mm-hmm. 
each other. You know, we're still not, it takes a little bit of time to figure all of this out. And Nick's dad calls to check in and, you know, he's very business. He's in traveling for work and he talks about meeting Nick in Belize for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And Nick is like, I think I'm gonna have to work. So Nick has not told his dad that he got fired. He's like hiding that. He's like, dad, I think I have to work through Christmas. And his dad's like, oh, I understand. I was young, you know, and working hard and moving my way up Mm -hmm. once. And the thing that like people are, you know, this is Nick's problem is that he got fired and he doesn't want to disappoint his dad. And Julie's problems are that she's got these medical bills from her dad that she's trying to figure out what to do about them. And it's, it's a thing about that the bills were paid, but somehow the bills were still sold to another company. So it's showing that they're not paid. Clem is dealing with that this is his last year in this lot that developers Mm -hmm. have bought the lot and so you know it's the thing of they're building more condos in this lot and it's his last year he's getting older we're not sure of his family situation yet but you know there's some something sad there they've all (laughs) got these problems these issues and the thing they keep saying is everything works out at Christmas you get a little sneak peek into what's happened with Clem in that he goes into the little airstream trailer makes himself a you know hot cocoa or a dinner and then talks to a picture so the picture looks like i thought it was his son at first or something like was his son married to julie or was his son like was julie's husband like in a car accident with the like his yeah. son and that brought them together like these are like what i'm trying to like piece together how they know each other because the picture looks like a couple that look like they're like skiing or something yeah. like that and it looks very modern yeah it's supposed to be an old photo <laughs> but it looks like like it was taken today yeah like a 2019 instagram like, clothes, like an ll bean ad yeah. on instagram yeah the clothes the colors <laughs> yeah. the, the thing so there's another photo in this movie that's terrible and it matt is sitting at like a table putting a um an airplane together and there's a photo of the grandpa putting an <laughs> yeah. airplane together and he's like he's like turned to it's a really close <laughs> shot of him like turned to a side putting the airplane <laughs> together yeah. and he's like smiling yeah it looks like it's in a catalog photos don't look like that like photos are usually not very like they're usually the people are kind of far away they're like they're not those photos in Hallmark movies look so fake yeah these were especially egregious so this photo that Clem has we find out later that's like of him and his wife and and it's in 1960 something or whatever (laughs) you're like this photo would be like have you know like a a sienna-ish tint to it they don't really even look like no, like it doesn't really look like how Clark Peters would look they would like be as a youth, like in six, some like clothes up from the sixties. <laughs> yeah. They, yeah, would not be such a close up, clear shot yeah. of them. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So, of course, you when you look at this photo, you don't assume, oh, this was his wife that he's like talking to. Mm-hmm. You would think, yeah, this is like his grandson. Or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so then the next day Nick comes to work in his fancy coat like <laughs> yeah. tight fancy coat and like slick shoes and his boob sweater yeah. <laughs> no gloves <laughs> no gloves and so yeah so then Clem goes into his trailer and finds like a cute flannel shirt for for Nick to wear and some gloves and they are getting ready for opening day and when Clem gives him this flannel shirt to wear he's like you're going to be really happy when the hawk comes yeah and, and Nick is from Chicago like born and raised in Chicago he's like what's the hawk he's like that's the wind that comes off the lake I was like 
What's the hawk? That's not a thing that people say. Have you heard that? Yeah. Before? Oh, yeah. I was. Oh. I was. I was actually impressed that they they had the the term the hawk. I've never heard that before. Yeah. It's from. A, I think it's taken from a Lou Rawls classic Lou Rawls song about Chicago about the the wind. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, I was kind of yeah, impressed that, with that, that reference. Yes. The, the Hallmark. That Hallmark actually like. Well, I, it's probably in the the script or the. I could see Clark book. Peters uh, saying calling it the hawk. <laughs> yeah. It just seemed like. You know, they're like when that this is the kind of movie where they'd be like, it's get, it gets cold in Chi Town or something. You know. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, I'm impressed with the hawk. Then, so um, Julie and Matt come back again. Yeah, there's the, been a lot of time coming to, back to, to this, this tree. tree. They didn't get it the first <laughs> yeah. time. They've come back again to get it. I guess they're trying to let you know that Clem is beloved. Not only by Julie and Matt, but he's a beloved part of this community. People yeah. know Clem as the tree guy yeah. around Christmas. Yeah. So they come back, but they still don't get the tree. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he get, Clem gives Matt like some branches. Like, just take these branches. <laughs> yeah, they but, smell like a tree. <laughs> what? <yeah. laughs> um, now we're starting to piece some things together. So Julie's dad, who's died recently, who left the medical bills. So Clem and Henry, Julie's dad, were in the Air Force together, and they'd been buddies for 50 years. Mm-hmm. And Henry, I guess in retirement, was would go and like help Clem at the tree lot. Yeah, so, so that's why so Julie grew up at, yeah, at the tree and lot. And Matt has grown yeah. up at the tree mm-hmm. lot. And so that's why Clem needed help from Nick is because his helper had, had passed away. I don't think Clem was open for business quite yet. No, they were getting ready for opening day. So, so. yeah. So I think that's why like Clem couldn't give Julie a tree because they weren't officially open. He yet. hadn't shown Nick how to pack it, like how to put them in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know. It was just, yeah, it was okay. Weird. We'll come back again, I guess. Because I was like, this is our second time here trying to get a tree. Clem and Nick, Nick don't do a lot of. They're always they there, take breaks all the time. <laughs> they're never doing any work. No, there's like customers around, and they're just sitting in their Adirondack chairs drinking hot cocoa. Yeah. All the time. And then Nick goes home and he's always exhausted. I'm like, he didn't, <laughs> well, he didn't do anything. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, he's like walks up his stairs. His, the like slick, um, like skyscraper building that he lives in doesn't match the like interior. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like an old quaint apartment building. Yeah. And then he lives in a really slick, like the hallway interior of his apartment matches the exterior of the building, but the hallway yeah. of the building does yeah. not match either yeah. of those things. If you can picture this. Um, yeah. He's like, Oh, he's so tired. Yeah. I'm like, all you did was sit around and drink hot chocolate. <laughs> Ignore the customers. <laughs> so that speaking of, Herb and his dad jokes. There's like a lot of corny. This is a very corny movie. That like, there's never a straight answer to anything. It's always like, there's one point where Clem gets mad at Nick and he he's like, "What? Can, I can't do anything. What can I do?" And Nick is like, "You can go count the marshmallows." Like, it's just a lot of, of like those. Those are the answers to yeah. things. And so, yeah. really dealing with something. Let's just make a corny joke about every yeah. everything. It's so like I would get so exhausted telling these people. <laughs> every answer is, has to be a corny joke I, we're getting close to opening day and there's a tradition where like f- paramedics or fire people like a fire truck comes like the right. firefighters come to hang his sign yeah. for him and like they care about clem and want to help take care of him and they brought a special guest along <laughs> with him with them a reporter from the chicago 
town tower town. <laughs> we've got a reporter from the chicago tower <laughs> so we had to rewind it. we still didn't know we still didn't know we thought it was the chicago town and then was the name of the newspaper and then later we see the article and it said chicago tower we we're like yeah. oh tower i did feel that that was the very chicago to have get a whole fire truck and a bunch of paramedics to put up your sign yeah, yeah spend <laughs> on, their time like, doing that. when they're supposed to be fighting fires <laughs> or doing something like when uh like every now and again you'll see like uh oh yeah the fire department uh, they got in trouble because they filled up some guy's pool you know with their hoses on <laughs> yeah. there when they're supposed to be working or... like so you know it took like 20 people to come and like hang this sign up for him um so yeah we find out that clem's wife gracie had died and they had like run the after he had retired from the air force they had this tree lot for 30 years it's the 30th anniversary and now i'm figuring out like oh that's the photo so at the end of the workday, clem says to nick you know i'm going to give you my truck i need you to make a delivery for me and he's like but we didn't have any customers today and, and that's when i was like are they open or not yeah who could it be that he's delivering <laughs> the tree to because this address he knocks on the door and oh lo and behold, julie opens the door and it's her it's her tree and they whatever he brings the tree in and they chit chat and yeah kind of tell there's a spark between them yeah. there's been they've exchanged looks you mm-hmm. know at the christmas tree yard before you know a few times and matt is really at first he's really shy around nick and like won't you know he like kind of hides behind mm-hmm. julie and now and like he's softening up yeah. and warming up to to nick i think that's the night where like after he delivers the tree to Mm -hmm. julie he goes back to his condo yeah and clem had a tree delivered to nick's house Mm -hmm. because nick when nick was talking with clem originally nick said you know like uh you know his mom really loved christmas but he hadn't had he hasn't had a christmas tree in like 25 years so clem had a a tree delivered to uh, nick's apartment how did clem have that tree delivered (laughs) How did I, get there? I don't know. The truck was being used. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So there's a. So Nick walks up to his his apartment and there's a tree leaning up against the door. With a sign that says, you know, 25 yeah. years is too long yeah. without a tree. Clem. <laughs> Clem. <laughs> Let's name a foster cat. Clem. I like the name it's Clem. Good. Yeah. So the next day is opening day. Finally, they're officially open and people are like. Yeah, it's like Clem's Walmart on Black Friday. <laughs> People are just streaming in to yeah. buy their trees. They're just standing there talking. They're, they're not <laughs> yeah. helping anybody. But uh, people are streaming in. And so there's a line of people coming in. <laughs> These extras like, oh, yeah. t- you know, like overacting extras talking to each other. And we get, you know, we get a variety of yeah. people. And then up walks the soldier in his <laughs> uniform. <laughs> and Clem knows yeah. him. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, they're just pandering so much. <laughs> and then the next person to walk up is a pregnant woman. Yeah. <laughs> and when... They, I don't know. There was just something so forced about it. That pandering. Like, oh, yeah, of course, you know, we're going to have a military guy. So I don't understand Julie's work schedule. Do you? She's always like having coffee. Well, she and her friend, the vice principal, go and have coffee in a coffee shop. And I one point to Hallmark for having an actual modern looking coffee shop with like white tile. Yeah point deducted because they they use those corny christmas mugs again that 
that coffee shop would not have those corny Christmas mugs. So yeah. they're back at zero. The I teacher should be pretty schedule. much busy during the day. I don't know when she they're be at school, and like, they're I'm not sure when they're at drinking. Is this sometimes like, she's at school, and sometimes yeah. she's. Is this in the bright, really early in the morning that they're? I don't know. Like the daylight suggested it was middle of the day, but <laughs> it's always daylight, which is not a Chicago in the winter. It's not cold, and it's always daylight. Chicago is always dark and always cold. So <laughs> neither of those things. Um, the thing that got me about her schedule is that when Clem said the thing about Nick um, walking around in the middle of the day, well, Julie was also just like out in the middle of the day yeah, too. Why don't, you like, why, that she, why don't you assume that she's also without a job? <laughs> so they they want to do something to thank Nick for bringing them the tree. And what do they do to thank them? Like the trainer at the shed. <laughs> what do you think they did to 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 uh, thank Nick for bringing the tree? They bring him a Kringle. <laughs> <laughs> they bring him a Kringle. This is more uh, Hallmark Kringle propaganda to make us think that Kringles are actually a thing. <laughs> They're not a thing, right? Didn't we talk about this last year and the year before? They're not a thing no, I mean, in, around here. I have seen them at Trader Joe's. Oh, that's but right, yeah. they're not a thing that, like, people I've ever encountered in in real life. Maybe it's like the hawk. Maybe I just don't. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe we don't know. Uh, speaking of Trader Joe's, they... Is this a, a yearly thing that they do oh. <laughs> with the... Um, they have a cat advent calendar? No, it's seasonal. Because advent calendar. Every Christmas, oh, they do it's it. it's an annual thing. An an, excuse yeah, excuse yeah, me, yeah, yeah, annual thing. Well, I... They do these advent calendar ones because I've bought the dog one before, but this could potentially be the first year for the cat one because I've never seen that before. So I had seen I had seen some people on Twitter and such talking about this Trader Joe's cat advent calendar. I looked uh-huh. at it, I'm like, I got to get this. Yeah. How am I getting it? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to go to a Trader Joe's. <laughs> I don't even know where. Oh, you hadn't even tried to get, you hadn't even tried to get one. You didn't even know how hard they were to get. No. So. Because our friend had posted about how, like, if anybody finds these, let me know where you got them. And then people were like commenting under her post, like, oh, these are like sold out everywhere. They're gone. You know, everybody wants, this is the hot item. It's the Tickle Me Elmo of 2019. So I went to, I just like Googled it, Trader Joe's advent calendar. 2019, you know, shop mm-hmm. or whatever. And I saw, you know, a bunch of eBay things. I'm like, okay. So I just, you know, I, I bought one. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we were in Hopleaf uh-huh. and the person next to us had one. She and was, I said, like, I yeah. saw her pull it out of her bag. <laughs> and I didn't know that you had bought this. This was, you right. had bought it on eBay as a surprise for me. I didn't know. Right. That. It was supposed to be a surprise. I saw her pull it out of her bag and I just like yelled across the bar, <laughs> where did you get that? <laughs> And she laughed and she was like, my sister gave it to me. And then you... you She spoiled the surprise because I didn't want you like to go out and buy one. <laughs> like, here's the... It should be delivered in a couple of days. Well, because the tragedy would be that I would have gone to Trader Joe's and spent $6 on, on it or whatever and bought one as opposed to the $23 that you <laughs> yeah, spent on I, was, I didn't know how much they were, so I asked. I was well, like, you didn't... You didn't re- I mean, your, the shipping was expensive, but you also bought it at a premium because what you didn't realize was how, like, how yeah. scarce they are. Right. She was like, oh, demand they are. Do you know how much it was? And she's like, I think it was seven dollars. I'm like, oh, I think I paid fifteen or something, Uh and then nine dollars shipping. (laughs) So it was like, yeah, like twenty three bucks. Well, then we were laughing about like, who is this for? Like, our cats aren't going to (laughs) care. This is for us. Here's our Hallmark movie. Let's write about like how um, everybody wants the cat advent calendar, and they're out and like there's whatever anyway somehow there's a store that still has them and the store is going to close and yeah all right (laughs) upset that the surprise is ruined but 
I'm happy that I was able to get one. So if uh, if you, the listener, if you're if you've been trying to find uh, in a cat advent calendar at Trader Joe's, know that you can go to eBay and spend twelve or fifteen dollars more than it's when worth. When she pulled it out of her bag, it was like Charlie Bucket, like opening chocolate, <laughs> like the golden ticket comes out. I was just like sawing coming up. <laughs> I can't believe it. I was like, hide that. Somebody's gonna take it. Yeah, from you me. did. Go, go, Charlie. Go, <laughs> run home. Don't turn. Don't stop for anything. <laughs> so there's some. There's a lot of things I find boring in this movie, and um, there's a lot of stuff about debt. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff about business, mm-hmm. finance, and there's a lot of stuff about stargazing. That was really <laughs> yeah. boring. I yeah, I lost interest in any of the. I was like, why are we talking about stargazing? I didn't understand what with this. Even like with Mia, the, yeah. why do we care about Mia? The, uh, is it only to... Yeah. Well, there's her mother helps out at the end. Yeah. So like that. She works for the city or something. And we see but... what a great teacher Julie is. Now, pa- what a passionate okay, teacher. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Julie but is. I was like, I, yeah, I was bored with the whole Mia storyline. Yeah. Any of the stargazing didn't care. So uh, Nick is at work not doing much and um, <laughs> his boss shows up and he freaks out and he like hides and there's some hijinks and and then he gets like really angry when Clem like comes over to him and and he just leaves. And I have to say I felt a little bit for Nick in that scenario where mm-hmm. he's you know he's like this you know supposedly on the high up you know investment banking you know yeah. trajectory or yeah. whatever and then you know he's been fired and then his boss comes in he's gonna see him it's at like the, embarrassing you know, yeah yeah um his boss is on the phone like while he's like he's asking for a <laughs> reason and he's on the phone at yeah. the same time there's been times where we'll be at renegade or a show of hands where we're face forward to customers. Uh-huh. You know, I'm helping you out. And there's there's been times where I've seen a person, not a boss per se, yeah. but you know, somebody from an old radio station that I just didn't really want to see. Mm-hmm. And in my case, you can't really run away as Nick did, but <laughs> you can bend down and tie your shoe. <laughs> so when they walk, you can't run behind one of those like um, <laughs> photo painted photo things with like the faces cut. <laughs> yeah. So there were, there's been there's definitely been times where we've been a uh, show of hands or a renegade where I've like oh my god I don't want to see this person I'm gonna <laughs> pretend like I'm tying my shoe and go down behind the table and then they walk by. <laughs> Nick is applying he he goes home you know in a huff and he starts applying for jobs online. That's when we see the Chicago Tower article has yeah. come out which i think he's in the photo isn't he yeah he is yeah. in the photo so yeah. you're, you're out you, you know. yeah. um. the jig is up <laughs> they know that you're working yeah, he's on the all totally on the like the right hand side of the photo with all the firemen and the clam he calls his foppy friend from work who's like james spader in like an 80s movie about wall street right yeah. He looks like very, he's like cokey, coked up friend from the investment (laughs) banking firm. And this guy has got, you know, he got the promotion and he has all the, he doesn't have time because he's got the Findler company account. Mm -hmm. And anyway, he's really stressed out. He has to work a lot and, uh, you know, whatever. Um, So Nick goes over to Matt and Julie's to decorate their tree and they sing Christmas carols while they decorate the tree. Mm Mm-hmm. Which makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) And they, um, Matt is like going off to bed and they sit on the sofa and I guess have hot 
chocolate mm-hmm. or something and they talk about like their parents so we learn about that julie's parents were like older when they met and when so we know like when julie's they mom, met at clem's oh yeah they met like at this clem's whole, okay. tree farm i really i really like space out when they st- when they talk about old love stories like clem <laughs> talks about his wife and when julie talks about how her parents met i don't know what it is it's not just this movie it's any hallmark movie when somebody tells about because i always feel like it's really condescending like all love is supposed to look the same way and it's supposed to be like this and I don't know when they just tell these boring old stories (laughs) about old loves I really like check out so Henry Julie's dad was helping Clem at the the tree yard yes and Julie's mom was chasing a stray dog into the tree lot and that's how they they, yeah. they met she just like had the dog and yeah and then they kept the dog i guess they didn't look for the dog's owners yeah there's some fuzzy math here too and they named that dog bethlehem <laughs> because that's the star that let the cri- yeah. and i was just like i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> stars <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about um there's some fuzzy math here because the, so the the how old do you think Autumn Reeser is like 35 at least yeah mid 30s yeah and so she's you know Matt is 10 and uh, so this tree lot's only been around for 30 years though and her parents met yeah yeah it doesn't work it's close it's close enough where we, so. we shouldn't they should have said the tree lot had been around for 40 or 50 years I wouldn't that, that yeah. would have been believable anyway they whatever just, they, they just write it thinking like I hope boy I hope nobody does the math on this <laughs> so let's not do the math so they each talk about their parents like so she talks about her parents he talks about his parents like that his mom had died and his dad is an investment banker too and was really successful and he always wanted to be successful and blah blah blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Just parent talk. Okay, whatever. The star of this scene is that we get to see the tree topper. <laughs> we, we should say that Julie tells Nick that Matt's a foster. Nick asks about like her, like Matt's dad yeah. or something like that, yeah. or like asked about a divorce, and she's like, "Oh, I'm not divorced. I fostered Matt, and then I just like took him home." She foster failed. Well, yeah, her first one. Yeah. So we the pieces of the puzzle are coming together. Yeah. yeah so we get to see the tree topper now, <laughs> and um, it's maybe the ugliest one yet. Yeah, I think it is. It's really bad. And Henry made it, and we're supposed to be like, oh, it's terrible. Henry was really bad at making tree toppers. Yeah, and he was supposed to be a precision yeah. artist because he was he it's would make model planes and yeah. such. And it's this hacked together star. Yeah, it looks terrible. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> it's really it's the worst ever <laughs> those angels and whatever one the first one we did were bad those like gold spray painted angels but this one is unbelievably yeah bad and, and oh also the other thing that happens in the scene is that julie asks nick to dinner mm-hmm. too after she we see the tree topper she's going through the mail and she gets a piece of mail from finler company and that turns out that that's the company that has bought her in, insurance debt and is making her pay this debt she's Twice already paid off yeah. by January first. Oh no, dum dum dum. Um, she also gets like permission or funding or something to do this stargazing again. Stargazing, whatever. Yeah, also stargazing like in in Chicago just seems like cold and yeah. I don't know. I really didn't like. I didn't care. I didn't care about, about the, stargazing. the stargazing. 
So the dinner gets her dinner, her romantic date dinner with Nick gets hijacked by Matt. Um, he finds out they're going to dinner, and, and, and instead of just them going to dinner, um, Nick ends up bringing pizza over, and then they go to like a tree lighting, and the tree lighting benefits foster right, families. It was a foster family tree lighting. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting like this is things are becoming very sentimental, mm-hmm. which I was um, getting sucked into. I'll admit, I'm. Well, I wasn't not, but a little goes a long way. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, we Nick gets a job interview. So after the tree lighting, Nick and Julie are standing outside of her house because they like they always stand on the front porch in these movies and like have, <laughs> yeah, have yeah. a hot chocolate or something. And um, he admits to her that he was fired, that he was in in finance, and you know talks about what he did a little bit, and then she's. When he once he says finance, she things turn and change, and she says, "I'm just really like upset with finance right mm-hmm. now. I have a finance company that bought my." She explains whatever how the All that the was, debt was and working. he's like, "Oh, Findler Company was my biggest client, but I didn't have anything to do with that. I just invested their money for them. I didn't have anything to do with." Than buying your fraudulently buying your yeah. debt or whatever, and she like st- you know she doesn't care. No. She doesn't. She starts up and he's like, but I can he- you know like I can help you. And at this point, I was kind of frustrated with her. I was like, here you have someone in front of you who might ha- be able to yeah. actually help you with this that might have the knowledge and the insight right. into it. To this seems like a problem with a solution. Yeah, and this person could maybe help you. Yeah, but she was like, it. no, no I. She's. I'm doing. I'm just gonna do nothing. I'm just gonna keep doing nothing and just organize the stargazing. (laughs) I wish you were just just the worker at the tree lot. She's trying to organize the stargazing, but she's she's hit a wall because she can't get like the permit for the park, and so she goes over to Mia, the tardy student, Mia's house, and it turns out that well, the reason blah blah, the reason the girl was tardy was because the mom had had a baby with like her stepfather, and Mm -hmm. uh, there was stress from that, whatever. And then Mia has like a solar system in her room who cares so (laughs) the thing you need to know is that the mom works for the city so she can do anything (laughs) and so she gets the permit for you need a permit i work for the city i can get you a permit at some point clem's dropping off christmas trees at nick's house oh yeah nick just keeps coming home to more christmas trees (laughs) yeah um and so i didn't know three in his house what i didn't understand was that that wasn't the same i thought nick had just left that tree out in the hall and was just dying Uh it was new trees (laughs) because then later you see he has like four trees yeah. in his yeah. apartment. So Nick is realizing that he thinks that Julie is right about those companies that he worked for were bad. And so he's looking for jobs about be the solution. Yeah. Now yeah. He, that's what he's looking at. He's like, I don't want to be, I don't want to contribute. I don't want to work for those terrible companies anymore. I want to now be right. a part of the solution. He's looking at like a website where it's like one hand holding a tree and the other <laughs> yeah. hand holding the earth. And it says be part of the solution. That's when he was working on his computer made by gray. <laughs> made by gray computer he's also talking with clem in there in the tra- he's hanging out in the trailer with clem and so of clem- course <laughs> there's no trees to working. be sold <laughs> so uh <laughs> clem wears these like coveralls and you know like coveralls are i have coveralls coveralls have become like a fashion thing now and madewell um i have some madewell coveralls and they 
sometimes like they'll st- on the website like they'll have look you know like looks we love or something and they'll style the coveralls where you have them pulled up like the pants part pulled up but the top part is tied around your waist like you might tie a sweater or a jean jacket mm-hmm. or something and so then you have another shirt on and I always feel like that's a ridiculous thing like why wear the coveralls if you're just going to tie the top around your right, waist yeah. that's how Clem was wearing his coveralls <laughs> <laughs> I was like did he look at the Madewell website and get this style tip somebody was <laughs> it was, yeah, it was just it was too weird of a coincidence. I've never seen that anywhere, and all of a sudden here it shows it shows up. There's some more stargazing that happens. I think mm-hmm. they actually do the stargazing. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and Nick, the next step in Nick's evolution is that he calls his dad, leaves a message on his dad's voicemail, telling him that he got fired mm-hmm. and has been working at the tree lot so clem falls somehow and like hurt like he says there was ice and he fell and he we're not really sure exactly what happened but he falls and the he falls on the photo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> breaks the photo and like the glasses in his hand and he looks like he has a cut on his head mm-hmm. too so yeah. his friend the paramedic comes and fixes him up and he's like you can't work like really you should go to the hospital but if you're not going to you can't work someone needs to to watch you and anyway so nick brings Clem back to his his like gorgeous apartment mm-hmm. and the trees the trees are are he decorated. he decorated the trees yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah too so the trees had the trees that were hanging on the hallway are now all decorated and Clem had like left some decorations at Nick's too yeah, like he did. every yeah. day there was like something yeah. new that was added so we've talked about how like they say um, everything turns out okay at Christmas there's also the Hallmark movie trope of let people help you it's like people who are don't want to just do things for themselves finally allow people to help them so that's what's happening like Mm -hmm. they're all kind of stubborn in this movie and they're all now having some some humility and and accepting help yeah so once nick has and julie and nick haven't really been talking to each other since their fight in this movie like nothing happens for a long time and then suddenly like a million things happen i'm like i don't know what's going on so nick and julie meet at the after clem is settled and asleep for the night nick goes over and meets julie at the tree lot you don't really know what's going on like she has some bags so yeah you're not really sure what's happening and they are she really appreciates that nick is helping Mm -hmm. clem out and nick has his big interview in the morning and so you know there's some business about like who's gonna if if clem can't work what are we gonna do and nick is like we'll just open an hour late it will be okay i know it's like i know it's right four days before christmas but we just need to chill for a moment and everything's gonna be okay i'll go to my interview so he goes to his interview and he has a good interview Mm -hmm. two people from this firm wordstone had just left yeah so they needed needed somebody like right now and he talks about how he he's not interested in like just making money he wants to make a difference now Mm -hmm. so that seems to be the right firm for him to to be at so after the interview nick goes and gets clem and they go to the lot and lo and behold julie and i guess they're on christmas break now julie and matt are working at the lot so i don't know who's like bagging up the trees or what's going on because neither of them seem to be doing that like she's she's like in a the cash, cash register box. yeah and so i don't know if matt is bagging up the trees yeah. for her i'm not sure what's going on and then they take him into this trailer and they've like worked on the trailer but what did they do i they said like look it, you, you think you're it's gonna magical. open the tree and it looks yeah, exactly no. the same <laughs> yeah. and there is a little tree <laughs> yeah. in there maybe they put like a railing up for him to hold on to when he came in in the very back of the trailer which I assume is the bedroom I noticed there was a little uh, a sign that said um, joy hanging <laughs> 
So that's what they did. They hung a sign that said joy. Clem is walking around. He doesn't really know what to do because he's hurt. And Nick is hard at work, like bagging up trees. And they get into this huge fight. <laughs> Clem gets so angry because Nick, I guess, had turned down the job because they wanted him to start right away. Yeah, they, he showed up to the interview and they wanted, they just wanted him to stay yeah. and start working that day. Yeah. And he said, no, I got to go back to the tree lot where yeah. I'm working right now because <laughs> Clem's out. <laughs> yeah. And so that makes Clem so mad. Yeah, he, Clem feels like he's lost that job yeah. for Nick because of that. Yeah. <laughs> so then I wrote, this movie is breaking my spirit. <laughs> so, you know, like Nick has taken this job working in the tree lot and it's turned him into a different person. And I feel like this this job in the tree, if you take a job in a tree lot, it would probably make you such a Grinch. It would do the opposite because you'd have to deal with people being so like rude to yeah, you. and right before you. the holidays. Yeah. And, and not finding the right tree. No. Blaming you for things. It would and, have the complete opposite effect <laughs> yeah. on you. He calls the in, the woman he interviewed with, and and so again, I wasn't sure if like they offered him the job and he said no, or he. I, I was unclear about the details, but he needed a he had an investment an opportunity. Mm-hmm. For her, this is again one of those times when a lot like they're like, oh my gosh, the movie's gonna be over in two minutes, and we have to like do all of this stuff. And he's gonna maybe sell his car too, but they never like really go back to that. Like he parks it in front, and he's like, it's this was our last ride together. Yeah, but they just stopped with that. They kept line. like bringing the portion, but never yeah, there was never no follow through yeah. on the portion. And there's his dad in front of his building again. The middle of the day, he's the only capable person at the tree lot and it has to be before it's, it's chicago in december so it's before three o'clock because that's when it gets dark the sun's still out <laughs> yeah and he's back at home yeah and his so his dad is there and his dad is super understanding yeah about him getting fired and he's like you know your mom died when you were so young i didn't really know how to people just wanted me to send you off to boarding school but Instead, I just like brought you into my world. I used money to take care of everything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, if this is not, you know, like you just showed aptitude for this, but if this is not what you want to do with your life, I understand that. He was really nice. Yeah, he was. I was kind of surprised it. about, about it, it. Yeah. I guess I wasn't surprised in that there was only a few minutes left in the movie at this point. <laughs> he can't, like, you normally you can't just, have another conflict. <laughs> yeah. You can't expect the dad to be mad about all this stuff. <laughs> I started when I was taking my notes at this point. I just did one word things dad, Mia, trailer, photo, dad. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so dad check yeah mia comes over to julie's house brings her all the work that she yeah. owed her on christmas eve on christmas eve yeah like, this, doesn't the semester end well before christmas eve i feel like she shouldn't get credit for yeah, this <laughs> she's late <laughs> so she brings out a pulls out a drawing that she made for julie and it's of their tree topper. <laughs> All right, dad check, me check. Then uh, Clem is they're back at the lot. Like like Nick brings his dad to the lot to show him. Clem and Julian matter together for some reason and they come to the lot like they're all at the lot together nick and his dad have been doing some work i'm not really sure what work needs to they're closed for the season yeah like, I don't everything's really know what done they're doing. so uh, nick opens the trailer door and he's just like clem i've done some redecorating for you once again they showed that it was the it's same, the same thing <laughs> i was like did they forget they already did this part <laughs> It was decorated for Christmas, yeah. but it was what we had just seen. Yeah. yeah. I think they forgot. <laughs> I think they add, that was like a scene that was on, they needed two hours <laughs> and they were a little bit short. Like, they well, went just a like- little too fast. <laughs> like sometimes I'll, I'll like, um, when I'm handwriting something for a design, like I space it out in a certain way and you know how like, or if you're making a poster or something and you like start writing your letters out and you're like, oh no, I'm running out of space. And you like cram <laughs> yeah. them together and you're like, wait, I have extra space and they like go long yeah. again. That's like what's happening Yeah. Here. 
and Nick has gifts for everybody, and uh, Matt gets like a tool set, which he doesn't seem very excited. <laughs> no, about. and it's just like a very basic tool set. It's not like it's something like yeah. special for making paper or for making uh, model planes or anything. And uh, uh, Nick gives Clem he he reframed the photo mm-hmm. for him. You can really see that, that photo up close. <laughs> you can pause it and study it. Um, his gift for Julie is that the the a woman that ran Wordstone or whatever. The, yeah, whatever this important woman at the company interviewed with comes to the tree lot to tell them that she has now they have her dead and there was some benefit to them. Again, I, I didn't really pay attention to this. Yeah. Finance, but, debt, business, whatever. Her debt is forgiven. Yeah. But there was some benefit to them with it. And they're going to like look into every like all these other Yeah, right. They're going to turn over a whole new yeah. leaf. Yeah. So he, he did a good thing she offers him the job he gets the job she's like we need somebody to come in and take care of oh this, all the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so she offers him maybe it's a new job because now she needs him to come in and help her like with, with all, all the, the new debt yeah. they've acquired to figure out yeah, yeah to whatever mm-hmm. something <laughs> something yeah, something yeah. finance something <laughs> yeah. debt something yeah. a lot of finance <laughs> Again, like we never saw the conversation of he's like, I can't start today, but I can start in four days. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. It's Christmas. You're going to yeah. be closed anyway. Like probably yeah. that would be okay. Yeah. I can start December 26th. Yeah. <laughs> Is this okay? <laughs> um, and then they're back in Nick's apartment with all the trees decorated. Everybody's there. Nick's dad, Julie, Matt, Clem. And uh, Julie has a gift, and the gift is that Mia's magical mom, who works for the city, <laughs> has somehow like gotten the city to tax. This is tax incentives. Let's add another thing to the boring list. <laughs> there was some tax incentive for the city. Yeah. Nothing says um, nothing says Hallmark movie like a discussion on tiffs. <laughs> <laughs> so they got the developers got tiff money to leave the lot, and it's going to be a park. But then there's still going to be a Christmas a Christmas tree lot. Yeah. So I mean. I guess Clem maybe doesn't want to retire because he'd be bored. But the big thing with Clem is that he was getting too old to like handle it. So now they're going to help him, but they all have full-time jobs. I don't know. Deal with it next year. (laughs) (laughs) I think, yeah, Clem, his dead wife wanted him to stop doing it, but he realized this is all, this is really all he has. So he wanted, despite his age, um, he still wanted to do it while he was, you know, able or whatever. So yeah, Julie, through help of Mia's mom who works for the city <laughs> she's able to get them to do the lot just for christmas it's a park it's gonna be a park but then like like over, dedicated to gracie the the wife and then just over christmas they will uh, have Clem a, pop, a pop-up tree lot yeah. yeah and then nick has some champagne they open that and they kiss yeah the end they kiss outside on nick's balcony no breath <laughs> it's, kind of, it's cold and there would be wind up there <laughs> it would be the hawk the hawk, the hawk would be there. Would they feel the hawk up there? <laughs> so that's it. The end. <laughs> so the only reason we watched this movie was because the janitor from Chicago wrote it. And I hope that janitor is, janitor is never allowed to make another Hallmark movie <laughs> because it sucked. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today. What, so what are we going to do? Um, what's the now? Are we going to do the Adrian Grenier one or the... Kelly Pickler one we still have to do. Well, we should say that we're doing show of hands next weekend. Okay, that's right. So, um, at architectural events, Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 5, we'll be at show of hands selling Christmas cards and holiday cheer. <laughs> we'll squeeze in a podcast some somewhere during all of that. We'll yeah. figure it out. 
Sometime soon you'll hear from us about the Hallmark movie. <laughs> and if you happen to be at show of hands and I am tying my shoe beneath the table, it doesn't mean I don't want to see you. <laughs> you know, maybe, you're the listener I want to see. Let's say this. So the ones that we're interested in are the Kelly Pickler one that's the Mistletoe Secret, mm-hmm. the Christmas at Graceland sequel one. There was one called Scavenger Hunt Christmas on a couple weeks ago that was good. There's one on Tonight with Chad Michael Murray called Right Chris something Right. Right, right Home for Christmas, maybe? W-R-I-T. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say those four. So Mistletoe Secret, Scavenger Hunt Christmas, the one with Wright in it, and Graceland. You can tell us which one you want us to watch oh, okay. of those. So between somewhere between now and the 23rd, um, send us a message on Facebook or Instagram and uh, tell us if you have a preference for, for oh, okay. one of those. Yeah. And whatever gets the most votes, we'll, we'll watch All right. that one then. Perfect. I know that doesn't tell you in advance what we'll do, but... Let's try that this week and see. <laughs> see what's better. Because it's hard to decide, so we're going to make you guys decide <laughs> for us. I was born in a city that they call the Windy City. They call it the Windy City because of the hawk. The hawk. The almighty hawk. Mr. Wind. Takes care of plenty of business around one time. The place that I lived in was on a street that uh, happened to be one of the dead-end streets where there was nothing to block the wind, the elements, nothing to buffer them for me, to keep them from knocking my bed down, Jim. I mean, really socking it to me when the boiler would bust and the heat was gone, Jim. I had to get fully dressed before I could go to bed. Of course, I couldn't put on my goulashes because they had buckles on them, and my folks didn't play that. They said, don't you tear my bed clothes with some goulashes on. But I was fortunate. As soon as I was big enough to get a job and save enough money, get a ticket, catch anything, I split. I said, one day I'm going to return, and I'm going to straighten it all out. I'm about ready to go back now So I thought I'd tell you about it Uh, They say this is a big rich town But I live in the poorest part I know I'm on a dead end street In a city without a heart I learned to fight before I was six The only way I could get You gotta be tough and strong Now all the guys are no getting in trouble That's how it's always been When the odds are all against you How can you win? 